Hello and welcome to the Flix Forum podcast, where each episode we go back and we look at a Netflix original film in the order of release. Today we have Netflix 151st film. It's the 2019 Spanish comedy Despite Everything, and in Spanish it's A Pesar de Todo. It's directed by Gabriela Tagliavini and it stars Blanca Sorez. Macarena Garcia, Amaya Salamanca, and Balan Cuesta. I am Jesse. I am here solo. I do apologize for my Spanish. It's not the best, but I think um, I did an okay job, I hope. Uh, so hopefully I haven't offended anyone. But I am here by myself today to discuss this international film that Netflix has put out for us. Uh, I think our third or fourth Spanish film altogether. So what have we got to say about this one? And I do this in the fast flicks with a quick little summary of the film. So this one's when a mother or when some daughter's mother dies, their mother dies, uh, four sisters, they actually discover that their father wasn't the man who raised them. And to gain their inheritance, they must find their biological fathers with an S on the end. So that sets up this film for what it's about. If you did want to check this one out, give us a pause now because I am probably going to spoil it a little bit as we go. Um, and yeah, I don't want to give away too much, but Realistically, um, the the Spanish title, which I, I kind of got right, I think, a Pesa de Todo, in a literal English translation, it means nonetheless. So they've decided for the English translation, uh, despite everything, it's a little bit different, I guess. I'm not too sure, couldn't find why they've done that, but um, around the world, it does have a, a lot of other titles, I guess, that sort of fit in a bit more to what the film's about. So for Brazil, for example, it's called The Other Father. Um, in Germany and Italy, it's called In Spite of Everything rather than Despite, so quite a little bit of a, a difference in the words there. Um, Norway, it's called After All, and in Russia, it's called No Matter What. So a big uh, range of titles for this one across the world. This was released on the 16th of March, 2019 at the Malaga Film Festival in Spain um, before hitting Netflix worldwide on the 3rd of May, 2019, so a couple of months later. It's filmed in and around Madrid in Spain, and this one doesn't really have a very positive consensus online. On Rotten Tomatoes, it sits on 20%, only on five reviews, so that is sitting at Rotten, not certified Rotten, but Rotten. The audience has it also similarly low at 25%, and that's on less than 50 reviews. IMDb, it's got nearly four and a half thousand ratings, sits on a 5.4 out of 10, and Letterboxd, again, only about three and a half thousand people have seen this or logged this one, and that sits on a 2.4, so on the lower end of the scale for this film. And that will lead me to my early thoughts for this one, and I think that if you start this film, it's got a very short runtime, and it does mean that this film flies by quite quickly, but in doing so, it doesn't really give the audience enough time to fully understand each character properly, and I think that's where this film possibly is let down a little bit. So let's get into this, and as I mentioned um, earlier with the the fast flicks, this is about four sisters, four sisters coming together to sort of um, rebuild their relationship and actually find out who each of their fathers are, and I, I personally did struggle to identify with any of these sisters or actually work out what each one stood for, what was going on, because it was a little bit of a confusing mishmash um, around these characters. Um, we start off with Sarah, who is the main focus, I guess, of this film, and and she is brought back to Madrid by this death. Um, she's working in New York, 
and obviously her mother Carmen has passed away and um, we sort of see throughout this film that she's had to leave Spain in the first place to follow her career but there was a love interest in Alejandro who she left behind and, and they try to make it out throughout this film that there's probably still some feelings there, feelings there and she can be classified, I guess, as the leader of the sisters because she's the one that calls for votes and she's the one that always brings things back into line or takes that leadership type role. So I guess they're trying to get you to connect with her the most. And then the other three sisters are sort of there as um, side characters to help progress this story through. So we've got Claudia who, and they've all got issues. So Claudia is having a breakup with her husband. She's turning to, to booze a bit to deal with this. Um, Sophia is another sister who is into boys and girls and she has a, a female partner but won't bring her to the funeral or, or involve her with the sisters because she's not quite ready to introduce her to anyone. And then um, Lucia is the last one who is the youngest and, and she feels a bit lost and unloved um, by the mother. And, and this is because she feels like she's the youngest. And obviously, each of them have to find their own way to work out who their um, biological father is. And yeah, that's that's where this film goes without giving away too much. I think that the director, um, Gabriella Taliviani, 15 directing credits, a lot of shorts, a lot of TV, nothing I've heard of. And we do see this quite a bit with the international films where um, I, I don't have a, a huge back catalogue of knowledge of, of films um, from Spain. So that's where I've missed out there. Um, Talk about some scenes from this one. So the scene, I guess, that I, I really want to talk about, and obviously get going into this film, you sort of, and I'm spoiling it a bit, but each of the sisters do find out who their um, paternal father is. And Claudia, for me, was the highlight of this, where at the start where they meet her real father, she was quite embarrassed, and Sarah had to, again, take that that role as the lead sister, I guess, and sort of stepped in and said, yeah, I'm Claudia, um, so... Claudia could actually just walk out and, and be a bit upset about it. But towards the end, she does go back um, to see her real father. And I really enjoyed that, you know, she stands there and says, you are the father that I need. And they hug. And, and that was quite a, a nice scene. Um, and that was probably the highlight out of the sister's journey in finding their fathers for me. Um, some things that I didn't necessarily like in this one, <laughs> to start off with, like um, Sarah gets his text message just saying mum's dead and I thought that was really low a really poor way to find out that a, a parent has died um it just right from the start put me off a little bit and they do do this obvious setup from the funeral where all the sisters are back and and at the wake as well where there's all these jokes and comments and situations that it, it makes it pretty clear that their mum was a bit of a player and I just it didn't really work when all the sisters played so oblivious to it so uh, I get that they needed to set that up but I think that the, the sisters weren't weren't dumb in any way but they the way they set this up it made them out as if they were just completely unaware of the situation around them and i think that you know the, the mum and the the dad obviously throughout their lives were able to hide this the whole way whereas the whole town apparently knows what's going on so it was a little bit unbelievable for me as well i did mention earlier that um sarah the the main main sister um uh, has this relationship with this Alejandro dude who she's obviously left behind and a lot of the stuff with them was really poor um there's an awkward scene where uh Alejandro is with her dad um the the dad that they've called dad for the many years and and they're really close and um 
it's really awkward in that situation where the dad's trying to tell her, you know, you need to work out what's going on in your life. And she goes off to bed and has these visions of her being back together with him. And, and later in the, the film as well, she goes to a park bench and just sits there and then out of nowhere, he just rocks up and he apologizes for failing her where we never saw anything in this film about him being a, a, a poor character or a poor guy. So just didn't sit right. Um, I thought that one of the the reveals of the father um, for Lucia in particular was uh, not necessarily done in a very good way when it could have actually been a real highlight of the film. I'm not going to give away too much context for that. And then finally, um, they, they finish off the film with this quick cut. So they all they all find out who who their their um, real dads are, and there's this quick cut to the wedding at the end. And I'm not going to say who the wedding was between, but it, it really wasn't needed. We could have just left the film at that. Um, some ideas in this one, I guess, and I'm not sure whether it's trying to say that, you know, the European culture, that there's this idea of, of sexual enlightenment, maybe, that, you know, Carmen, the mother, was happy to flaunt it, even though, um, you know, the impact that she was having on, on the girl's father um, in doing so, because it wasn't like, you know, they mentioned that the dad was sterile, so she needed to, to find donors somewhere, but they made all these relationships that she'd had with each of these people to be like, they were meaningful for each of these these people and Carmen as well. So it just, it was a bit of a weird situation. Uh, the, the girls too, they face this struggle of identity too. You don't know who your actual father is, even though you've had this guy in your life the whole time who's done everything possibly you could do. Um, so they need to work out who they are and chase their dreams in certain ways too. And then I think the, the big thing in this is that idea of family, um, spending time with your sisters, not abandoning your family and keeping those that are, that you know, the people that you love really close to you. I think that's what they tried to highlight throughout this one. Um, so some takeaways for me for this one, and I've sort of touched on this already. I felt really bad for Pedro, who was the, the girl's father. I mean, he, he was sterile. He lets his wife go and have sex to get pregnant, um, but she keeps these affairs going. And all these men they're constantly saying, you know, they can't stop talking about how good she was. And we didn't get a scene where the sisters all go back to their father and tell him, you know, that, that he's still their real father. He was the one that helped bring them up, helped, you know, th their whole life. And I don't know, it just left a real bad um, taste in my mouth as well as the the use of marijuana in this. I mean, I guess it wouldn't be a European film without um, some excessive use of weed, but it didn't add anything, the use in this film to anything at all. Uh, I just, and I'm pondering too, I, I struggled with the sisters. I can't even identify if I had a favorite or one that I connected with the most or one that I felt like that their journey was fully fledged. It was just too short a film to to properly do this, I think. And that sort of leads me into my final thoughts where, you know, it, it's a good premise. It's a good idea that, you know, you have this idea of this journey that each of them need to go on. But that short runtime meant that it sort of lacked that extra substance that it probably needed. Um, you know, why do the girls just accept what their mother did to their father so easily? Like I would have, I would have been really upset and I probably would have liked to have seen that from some of the girls. Um, and you know, we only got this one tiny moment of, of the dad being upset and, you know, reflecting back on how poor he'd been treated. Um, I never really clicked with any of these characters and, and I was confused, I guess, at stages throughout as to who was who and, and why they were doing what. So, uh, for me, this sits at a two out of five. Um, so on the lower end, um, not not yelling out to go and see it, but I mean, there are some things in there that you can probably take out of it because the idea is good. Um, we do we do have social media. We've got Twitter, we've got Facebook and Instagram. So please do give us a follow, give us a like, share us around if you can. Just want to 
put out their question there on social media for this week is that, you know, did, as an audience, did we ever get to see the daughter's true feelings in this film? Um, because I'm not 100% sold that we did. And I'm sort of blaming that on the short run time as well, I think. But happy to hear your thoughts. So please do um, yeah, give us a subscribe as well if you can. Um, helps us in the charts. We will be back again next week for another Netflix original film. Um, it's from 2019. It's a rom-com. It's called The Last Summer. And this is directed by William Bindley. It stars KJ Aper, Maya Mitchell, Jacob Lattimore, Holston Sage, and Tyler Posey. So a teen rom-com um, there on the airwaves next week. As usual, thank you for keeping me company. Hopefully, uh, you know, you might go and check this one out or you might uh, give it a skip if uh, I haven't convinced you as to why you should watch it. So thanks again, and I'll see you next week.